the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good morning and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the goal of the show is to get you to retirement. I will do my very best to help promote that in every way possible. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Kim Jong-un just tested Trump. <laughs> this is so – the headlines are amazing right now. Kim Jong-un tests Trump ahead of planned summit, and Trump may be caving in already. That's kind of like the headline that's out there right now that Wall Street is – I'm not going to say obsessed on because that's, that's, that's the wrong word for sure. But paying attention, I, I, I think we can make a case. Wall Street is paying attention. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Senate has released some interview transcripts on the meeting between Trump campaign aides and Russians. Donald Trump Jr. says he can't recall discussing the probe with his father. (laughs) I don't remember. I don't recall. I've got no memory of anything at all. So North Korea has appeared to flip on the U.S., with a broadside against the Trump administration by threatening to pull out of a summit. Kim Jong-un has turned the tables and put himself in a position to demand concessions from the United States. It is a power move. It is politics. It is something that you may talk about today at the water cooler. There's already signs that Kim is bluffing and that Trump may cave to some of the demands North Korea released statements bashing officials in the administration, canceling talks with South Korea, and threatening to withdraw from the planned summit with the U.S. So, lots going on there, right? Is that fair to say? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Real estate... It's doing quite well. How well will it do in a higher interest rate environment is a question that a lot of people have. I think it's a fair question. Money investing and more. Top lawyer at Novartist is leaving the company. The top lawyer at Novartist. Now, that's kind of like the uh, chief security officer at Facebook. 
So the top lawyer at Novartis is leaving the company after it signed a $1.2 million contract with Michael Cohen's consulting firm, taking one meeting and realized he couldn't help them. Do <laughs> you like the little spin at the end? So about a week ago, we learned that maybe five, seven business days ago, we learned that both Novartis and AT&T basically bribed, paid their, paid the attorney of Trump who is he filtering money? Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. So the top lawyer at a pharmaceutical giant, Novartis, is retired after the company signed a $1.2 million contract with President Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. Novartis Group General Counsel, Felix Erat, said that he's going to retire because the role he played in setting up the contract, saying that while the contract was legal, it was an error. <laughs> I love that. It was an error. Oh, I wish I could use that excuse in my life. Sorry, sorry for the bad show. <coughs> excuse me. It was an error. That's almost funny. It's almost funny. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot of headlines are now shifting into sentiment. So Tuesday was a challenge for the stock market, without a doubt. We're shifting our sentiment more towards higher interest rates. We're shifting our sentiment more towards a difficult, not difficult, uh, uh, more challenging market. The 10-year Treasury note hit 3.09% highest level since 2011. Aside from the interest rate story, though, right now, there's not a lot rocking the market. We had some renegotiation NAFTA deal talks to deal with before House Speaker uh, Paul Ryan's May 17 deadline. We got word that North Korea suspended talks with South Korea it saw joint military exercises between the U.S. and South Korea as a provo uh, provocative, provocative move, provocateur. So some headlines up there aren't – those aren't big ones. You know, North Korea getting upset, right, got it. Stock market dealing with a NAFTA story, right, got it. So – you mix in a little bit of headline fear on interest rates. What's it mean? A lot of people are asking, what's, what does that mean? Uh, and that, that kind of will rain in the bull. It doesn't necessarily put a bear market in place, but it rains in the bull. S&P 500 has climbed nearly 6% off its May third low. So we are vulnerable for a pullback. We are vulnerable for what I would refer to as an overbought condition. There's a recognition that Russell 2000 was unchanged. So when the Russell 2000, it's a small cap index. <coughs> when they when they do well, it's telling that the U.S. is doing well. When the overall stock market, the S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, you'll see a, a different reactions per se. So, but yesterday was kind of a, the market's gone so far so fast, but the Russell 2000 hung in there and it's telling you that 
we're not really buying, but we're not really selling. So there's some housing starts and building permits out there. Starts on new homes, which basically means people are swinging hammers. Declined 3.7% month over month. Permits fell 1.8%. So, you know, your good-looking contractor who <laughs> always be seems to be having coffee with your spouse. So that good-looking contractor right now, he's not really doing a lot. Permits fell 1.8%. So the contractor who's like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll fix your kitchen. And uh, he's going to bring in a crew with him. And that crew's going to all get paid. That crew's all going to go out and spend their money when they get paid on restaurants and vacations and mortgages, on paint, on babies, on colleges. So permits fell. That's a little sluggish. That's Again, we're looking for things that we are trying to find and say are positive or negative. And we're not really seeing either or. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. China and Trump. J.P. Morgan and the stock market, North Korea and Trump, Apple. You try to find the headlines that are going to move the market and try to like tell the story. But do you know what today is? One of those days where it's almost like you just want to go home and play baseball or take the day off and barbecue. There's some talk about where is Apple's next campus and as a man who lives close to the Cupertino campus, I can tell you anywhere but here's fine for me. I know enough lat I know enough Apple employees. They're lovely people. But when you start going, let me guess. I'm gonna guess. Let me guess. I, I didn't work at a carnival, but let me guess. I bet you work at and you you just look at them, you size them up. Are they on the older side? It's probably Apple. On the on the younger side, it might be Facebook. Oh, Oh, it could be Google. If they're a little bit too European nerdy, do they have the European nerd? Oh, I don't know where you work. but So Apple's looking to build their next campus. Maybe in North Carolina. Now, this is a good real estate lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Citing unnamed sources in real estate. North Carolina government has said that the research triangle is tops amongst Apple's shortlist. So what's the re- what is the real estate lesson here so far? Apple's not building in Cupertino. They've already built a spaceship there. It's getting ready to take off. Until it does take off, it's going to act as an office building. So Apple's spaceship is going to take off eventually and fight Jeff Bezos and his Death Star that happens to be hanging out behind the, the moon he's building as he sends all those rockets up. They mysteriously disappear for a couple of days, feeding materials for the Death Star. Um, but that, that, that whole research triangle in North Carolina, it surrounds Duke University, NC State, 
and the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. It's all in Chapel Hill. It's all in Raleigh. It's a really, really interesting area because a lot of people, when they go to college, they, they like college towns. They like the college lifestyle. They like the, the mid-sized America. When you have a college, you're automatically mid-sized. My, eh, it's not totally true. If you have a community college, you could be a small city. But if you have a, a legit college, a university, you're probably going to be a mid-sized city. Just all the services that have to support 60,000 students, you know? And because of that, your real estate can do quite well. So the fact or the hint, the implication that Apple may build a campus there tells you that they want the brain power that comes out of Duke, NC State, and UNC. But they also want the costs and the lower taxes that come with somewhere other than California. Apple is zeroing in, and the whole North Carolina trifecta is a top contender for their next campus. Amazon, which has led a much more high-profile campus search, has also named Raleigh, North Carolina as a finalist. You know where I want to move to? Raleigh, North Carolina. You know why? Say what? I know. You know why? Because they have barbecue. They have Carolina barbecue. There's Western State barbecue. There's Eastern State barbecue. They've got... Women who, when you ask them their age, they go, I'm 18. And you're like, what? Are you 18? No, 18. And there's some sort of appeal in accents, right? Right? How do the British actors keep getting American jobs? It's their accents. They're seductive. Apple has announced that they're looking for a new campus, which will initially house technical support. For customers. So they want to build in America. They want to give Americans jobs. It looks like it's going to be a tech support location. So do they need Raleigh, North Carolina? Do they need NC State and UNC and and Duke for that? Maybe. Cost of living is way cheaper. You can have a 2,000-square-foot townhouse that might cost you $150,000, so that's that's much more doable. Now keep in mind there's a lot of companies that have jo- uh, that have businesses located in that area. About 250, including Lenovo, Cisco, and IBM. IBM is a company where Tim Cook worked before he was with Apple. Now the company, if Apple were to put themselves right smack dab in Raleigh, NC State, North Carolina, Duke. It would upset the companies like Lenovo, Cisco, and IBM. You know why? Because their employees would say, oh, I just got a job offer, and my my buddy's going to work for Apple. I'm going to go talk to him. What? How much do you make? $50,000. I'll pay you $55,000 if you come work for me at Apple. And some of that guy is leaving IBM, Cisco, or Lenovo because there's competition that comes in. And that extra money may go to what? Vacations, the economy, shopping, Christmas initially. But down the road, after he's 
giving his wife some sparkling, dangling things, there may be another baby that comes along. And suddenly they need to be in a bigger house. And since there's only 100 big houses in that area, and suddenly 150 people want those big houses, the demand goes higher and higher, and the supply goes lower and lower, the price goes higher and higher. So something even silly like Tim Cook talking about where the next campus is going to go and North Carolina officials leaking that they're at the t- Apple's top of their, their short list. So it looks good, right? So as a company goes, you see why Apple's doing it. They're getting into a lower cost environment with a pretty high education. They're getting into an area that already has tech jobs that they could probably poach. You see how that can create wage inflation. You see how that can create housing inflation. So should you go buy in the research triangle? My personal opinion is I still like mid-sized cities for real estate, whether it be Denver or Austin, Raleigh or Atlanta's not mid, but there's, it's still sprawling, so there's a lot of little pockets there. There's a lot of growth in, 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 in markets. Just don't woo yourself to sleep. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. The Trump-Kim Jong-un summit looks like it's on thin ice. The North Korean government threatened to cancel the upcoming summit. It's really, oh, 20 years of doing this. I could cut to the chase. North Korea gets upset. Because their people are upset because they don't have bread or water or computers. And they say, world, we have nuclear weapons and we want to blow you all to smithereens. And the world goes, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. What do you want? Money? Bread? Water? Cigarettes? Computers? And they usually get what they want. And everyone is happy. You don't blow us to smithereens. We're all happy. And sometimes it's like... It's almost like bully insurance. You don't know if he's going to do it. You just kick it down the road. 10-year treasury yield hits its highest level in seven years at 3.07%. Dun, dun, dun. And borrowing costs are going higher. And that's got Wall Street a little freaked out. How much so? Gold has tumbled below 1300 for the first time this year. Wait, wait, that's not freaked out. Freaked out means gold goes higher. If you can't own stocks and you can't own real estate and you can't own bonds and you got to own something, it's guns. No, it's gold. So the 10-year treasury is telling us that the economy is heating up and it's causing inflation. We kind of know that, right? We, we know about housing inflation. Costs keep going up. How about wage inflation? For some of us, it's gone up. For some of us, not so much. So that's something we're dealing with out there. Overall, the markets are hanging tough. In the green, positive. Stocks are rising. Maisie shares. Macy's. I have a dog named Maisie. And I said Maisie instead of Macy. Uh Uh-oh. Who's on my mind? 
good girl. Macy's shares rose 5.7% after reporting a much better than expected rise in same-store sales. What? How is this possible? How is Amazon not killing them? On occasion, you get killed, you get killed, you get killed, you get beat up, you get beat up, you beat, beat, but somehow you survive. You can put together a good quarter. Good. Can they put together two of them? If you want to own shares of Macy's, you can hit a home run or a strikeout. If you wait a little bit longer, it might be a double. That's okay for me. As long as I get on base, I can go back to the dugout and people are like, good job, good job, good job. Sorry, I couldn't get you home. Sorry, I couldn't get you home. Too many of us try to hit the home run and get ourselves home. Too many of us strike out. North Korea threw next month's summit between Kim Jong-un and President Donald Trump into doubt. That's kind of a story. I can't say that's a big one to me. Because, again, it's politics. Japan's economy shrank for the first time in over two years. Real GDP fell two-tenths of a percent. Ladies and gentlemen, they are one quarter into a potential recession. Two quarters in a row of negative GDP growth. And suddenly Japan is in a recession. You know what we should probably do? We should probably pack all our trophies. We should probably go home. We should hide. Maybe dig a little deeper hole in case the... uh, uh, it, well, no, 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 wait, it's just, it's one quarter out of two quarters that could become a recession? Wait, wait, is, is a recession going to, uh, no, it's not that bad, is the answer. But it's out there. David Tepper's hedge fund dumped its entire Apple stake. David Tepper goes out and buys the Carolina Panthers. And Cam Newton is taking the field. But David Tepper, he's a big hedge fund guy. And you know how we talk about how Apple is buying back all their shares or buying back $100 billion of shares. And Warren Buffett's out there, and he he's buying shares. He wish he had more. And we're all buying. But David Tepper is selling his shares of Apple. Why? Because he probably needs a little bit of money after spending $2.2 billion by the Carolina Panthers. His holdings fell uh, in the quarter. He has a lot of Wells Fargo. He's upping his stake in MGM and Google, who is not Google anymore, but is now known as publicly traded Alphabet which I still hate that name, Alphabet. The Senate just released roughly 1,800 pages of interviews about Donald Trump Jr.'s 2016 Trump Tower meeting with a Russian lawyer. 1,600 to 1,800 pages of interview transcripts. Now go grab a book right now that you're going to read on vacation. And it might have what? 200 pages, 1,600 to 1,800 pages? No! Senator Lee's transcripts. It's a big controversy. What's in them? I think you can turn on Twitter, and Donald Trump will probably tell you in a couple minutes, right? The highlights of it might be worth noting. 
Trump Jr. told the Senate Judiciary Committee that he didn't believe there was anything wrong with attending the Trump Tower meeting. He testified that he didn't recall whether he discussed any of the rest of Russian investigation with his father, Donald Trump. He said, I don't know. I never spoke to my father about it. He doesn't remember. He doesn't recall. Remember Oliver North and President Reagan and the Iran-Contra? And Oliver North just basically said for like 900 straight days to Congress, I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. Question after question. Did you know this person? Did you meet this person? Did you give this person money? I don't recall. So when asked by lawmakers what he meant by his email, he says, if it's what you say, I love it. A colloquial term. Hey, great. Thank you. Like we're doing a lot of dissecting now of emails. We're doing a lot of dissecting of words. There's a lot of angles in it on things like bad ideas, good ideas. Of what was told to whom. So Wall Street will react to this. Someone tried to promote a meeting between Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin during the 2013 Miss Universe pageant in Moscow. Does that play it? I, so there's some transcripts out there, and that's going to be headline news. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Trump says his push to save the phone company, Chinese phone company, telecommunications company, ZTE, is part of a larger trade deal that he wants with Beijing. The U.S. had barred Chinese company ZTE but Trump is now saying you can do business with whomever you want. That's fine. We appreciate that. But Trump Trump and his administration is saying something a little different. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross is trying to separate his president's push. You know, is this an enforcement issue? Is this not an enforcement issue? Are you doing tariffs? Are you not doing tariffs? Are you opening the door to tariff relief? To trade relief? And his administration seems to have a different opinion than he does. I don't know. It's kind of important that managers get together and talk, right? You do it in your own company. I'm hoping. Oil's a big story this year. Big story. And it may not be to you yet because like, oh, it's I, I haven't really driven that far, but you're going to drive the summer. And you're like, whoa. Things have gotten more expensive. You know, like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and get a diet coke and a thing of M and M's, honey. I'll be right back. So you go in, you come back, and you look at the pump, and you're like, "Holy mackerel! That took a lot more than it used to." Gasoline prices have been creeping higher, a lot like interest rates have been creeping higher, and because of that creep higher, we're paying more to fill up our tank. It's an inflating the cost of travel. It's, it's inflating the cost of going to work. And if you don't get wage inflation, you, then you're losing because you're able to buy less. So Brent crude is also known as WTI. In the world of oil, monitoring the ebbs and flows of crude prices is pretty second nature. Brent crude refers to oil 
from certain oil fields in the North Sea. So it's not that sweet crude that comes out of uh, Saudi Arabia. The oil that comes out of Saudi Arabia and the Middle East is it's like I'm not going to say it's like butter, but it's pretty good. The stuff that comes out of Canada is crap and is filled with sand. And when it's filled with sand, you have to refine it. Now, which one do you think is easier to refine? Sweet oil or sandy oil? So Brit crude comes out of the North Sea. WTI is the West Texas oil. Remember the, the TV show Dallas and oil? Texas was big at oil. Now you'd probably Colorado is the Texas now of oil. But that doesn't really – so West Texas Intermediate, you see a lot of information on crude, Brent crude, because of supply, because of demand, because of politics. I'll talk about this when we come back. I can, I can teach you all about supply and demand with oil. I'll tell you right. Be right back. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money investing and more thanks for listening to the show thanks for being part of the show i try to get as much content as i can from you and i try to use the stories that i hear about on a daily basis kind of give you kind of a real time i'm not going to say monitoring but understanding of what's going on out there and some of the issues that you might be facing some days are easier than others some days are probably a little more repetitive than others, right? Is that fair to say? When you take a look at the headlines and you're like, okay, Trump and North Korea or Trump and Russia or Trump and the Senate and Trump and sometimes there's, it's, it's kind of tough to say like uh, that's going to be the driving story of the day. I think you always want to – I don't know. When it comes to like fitness, you kind of ebb and flow, right? And you kind of go, I look pretty good for 40. I look pretty good for 30. I look pretty like you kind of like quantify. So there's some of that that should come with your finances as well. Like you want to start paring down stuff, you know, spring cleaning and like getting healthy and that time of year bathing suit weather. Most people hoard, whether it's investments or clothes or shoes, we hoard. We do stick as much as we can in the closet. We do stick as much as we can into suitcases. We do stick as much as we can into investments sometimes, and we hoard. And when you hoard, it, it messes up your short-term goals of being clean and neat and tidy, but it also messes up your long-term goals because you can't really see things like at the back of the closet. Now, when you hoard, you can do things awesome, like build your emergency fund, which is awesome because then you have money in case you need a renovation or something happens. I once met with an investor who was proud of the fact that he had close to 45 different mutual funds. I once met a real estate agent who surprisingly showed me that she had 90 credit cards and she had them strangely enough in her front seat in a binder and she was able to flip through and show me them all. And I was like, 
that's great. Like I can, I want to keep two or three in my wallet, but not 90. And for me, two or three is flexibility. Like here's a big cash reward. Here's a big restaurant reward. Here's a big corporate write off for gasoline or something. Travel. I don't want 90 credit cards. You can't possibly <clears throat> keep track of what you are spending, what you owe, what you've budgeted when you have 90. You know, a couple of years ago, I lost a lot of weight, got my back healthy, got my kidneys looking good, got my liver awesome. Everything was great, right? <laughs> but when you get fit, you sometimes are like, oh, I didn't do my core well. So I'm a little weak in the stomach. And you're like, you, you kind of learn, like, I, I got to do things a little different. Well, I, I, I should do a little more weightlifting. Warmer weather wardrobe is around the corner. And not only do I want to be skinny, but also I want to be buff. So it's, it's same thing with investing. You don't just want to have, you know, 20 investments instead of, you know, 500. But you also want those 20 working hard for you. And when you're younger, you could take more risk and have it work really hard when the market's down. When you're older, you probably want a little less risk and work a little less aggressively for you. Sounds like exercise, right? So to become a good investor, you want to get fit. You want to get lean, just like exercise, but also on it. You want to embrace the new. Have you ever paid attention to workout trends and you're like, well, why is this guy pulling up and down on a rope? Why, what, what's this pulling up? And, and you're like, I don't know. But it's something. It's building a core or something, right? And then there's the people that bring out the big puffy ball and they lay on it and they do sit-ups. You're like, oh, okay. That's different, a different way of, of doing a sit-up. And you see crunches, and then you see like the guy who walks to the gym, and he thinks he's kung fu, and he's moving in slow motion. You're like, is that balance? You don't even know. You don't even know. He's doing something. Is is that? But you have to embrace the new, with workouts and with investing. You know, for Warren Buffett to say that he wasn't a good tech investor in the '90s was an excuse. An excuse is not good. Excuses, it's like you're in Mexico and you're like, how much is a Corona light? And they're like, 10,000 escudos. And like, 10,000 escudos? Excuses? That's 10,000 excuses to have a Corona light? I like it. Give me one. I don't know. I like the vacation. I just don't know the languages of the place that I'm vacationing. And I, I don't bother to learn it because everyone should speak English, Right? Right? So anyway, you want to embrace the new with exercise and investing. You want to own some tech. Down the road, when things get ugly, you'll be like, what do I own when things get ugly? You want something new to own when things get ugly? Maybe you won't want to own a utility company because we all pay for gas and electricity and good economies and bad economies. I'm Rob Black, talking all things investing, money investing more. Find me online, robblackshow.com. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.